Welcome back to Eternal Present YouTube channel. My name is Sanni Bakkunen and I'm here with Melinda Molnar. So good to have you here, Melinda. Thank you. Yes. We had a um, blessing to share some uh, space together in Norway for two weeks. Uh, we were there on a trip and it was such an incredible trip. And we both received so much information during that time and almost like a, a deep reset in the system as well. So we are sharing from a completely different ground uh, right now as well. And today um, we wanted to go a little deeper into nature's frequencies and also supernatural frequencies, meaning that say uh, we understand and see and experience the physical nature here on earth. And physical nature is always in the present moment, right? It doesn't have a soul. Uh, when I speak about soul, I, I, I connect it to mental and emotional fields and the free will, right? Uh, so soul can travel in space and time. So now nature doesn't have that kind of mind, uh, emotional identity or free will to travel in space and time like a humans do. Uh, so nature is almost like locked into the present moment etern in, in eternal presence. And this also means that nature is always with God, with eternal God. And when I speak of God, um, uh, I don't speak any religious dogmatic idea, but just this God source where all of creation comes from. So the physical nature that we experience here is always locked in the presence of God. It doesn't have a free will to actually make a choice to not be with God, right? Uh, and that's why for so many people, it feels so good to go in nature, to take a walk in the forest. It's calming for the nervous system. It helps you to come. It helps us to come into present moment. Some other people, it may even be aggravating because once we become really still and present, and when the atmosphere around us is supporting that presence, it may bring up these deeper triggers that we've been suppressing down. Uh, so that again, everybody has their own unique experience of being in nature. But that's like a, a deeper insight that I was uh, meditating on the other day, how nature doesn't have a free will like a human does. That's beautiful, Sonny. Thank you. The question in there arises that um, also the emotional part, right? The soul has the emotional part. Now, does nature have an emotional component? because it does seem at times that it responds to, to the human interaction. And it responds different ways depending on how we're tending to it. Now you could call that that that's just simply a natural interaction. But it seems that there is more there is a it does seem like there is an emotional component at times mm -hmm. that's a really beautiful question and uh, there's absolutely intelligence right intelligence to communicate and respond you know it's scientifically proven in all over the place that's how if we hurt a plant, uh, that same plant would respond to that person when they come into the room by say 
drawing the chemical reactions into this like uh, hibernation almost like disappearing becoming so still it just disappears and all that kind of stuff so from that perspective we could understand it like it's emotional response but it's i wouldn't call it that because it's more like intelligent response right intelligent response that is connected to survival and um for example uh, if you take like two lions that are fighting with each other um, and one of them is uh, gains a victory over that area where they are living and the other one needs to leave after the fight, right? So there's this fight that happens and when it's complete, it's just complete. And these lions just walk the other ways and they continue their life in eternal presence. They don't continue to carry uh, resentment or bitterness or that they children's children will come later on and give a revenge back to this this lion who won right so it's it doesn't work that way at all and that's what I mean by nature being so deeply present including animals who are not domesticated so a lot of domesticated animals actually pick up people's time distortions but wild animals are also constantly connected to God eternal source and being in the presence constantly. So whatever happens in that container, it's like the line drawn in the water that disappears the moment later. It comes and it goes and that's it. There's nothing more complicated around it. Now, nature that we experience here is also uh, limited somewhat because it exists in the finite world and cycle of death and birth, right? There has to be the moment of death, even with like, leaves are falling down and decomposing and then feeding the soil and then there's another birth through seeds etc um so it's existing in the finite uh dimension and human with having a free will okay human have a free choice to arrive deep into this presence with god and union with god within us and as we do that, because we are multidimensional beings, we access to our spirit and our spirit nature that we call here supernatural, meaning that human potential, true human potential is actually to go beyond the cycles of death and rebirth, which means that the supernatural uh, human potential can go in the higher dimensions that what nature can do. Now, why humans haven't actually harvest uh, or harnessed that power is that people are so all over the place in a diamond space field right disconnected because the free will when it's also the greatest key into returning to this eternal prosperity and resource and eternal life really supernatural life it's also our key to walk out of it remembering in nature doesn't have a free will it doesn't have a choice to not be with god humans do we have a choice to not be present. We have a choice to look for other truths uh, instead of being with, say, the absolute truth. And that's what's happened over time when human history has been accumulating in the DNA and building up and building up. Uh, we've gotten really far away from eternal presence and started to look for versions of God from all over the place and not having the direct revelation of what it actually is. This is where our free will is actually separating us from the living truth and from the living light. It uh, The way that shows up for me is in the third dimensional world, there is a door to step out 
and the door frame is the free will. And you either have everything at your hand, or if you walk far enough, you start to forget more and more and more the way back. So, you know, we talked about this in the past when free will is used really not from the true origin of freedom, but already in a from a space where you're already out of your freedom, your freedom of being connected to the one source. Right. So simply just find that door back. Yes. <laughs> and not only find the door, but also step through it, right? Step through it. Yes. <laughs> step through it. Okay. So let me ask this. So the supernatural, where we step beyond the the limitations of the cycles of life and death. We then step into the realms of, I'm just going to say angels. Mm -hmm. right? There's They are in the everlasting. So the human, together with the human body, has the ability to exist and live from those dimensions where the limitation of death is superseded, question mm -hmm. mark. Yeah, exactly. So this would be um, a wonderful uh, a teacher and, and inspirational mentor of mine, so Prophet Lovi, he, he's a man of God, uh, Christian, and uh, even if I don't operate in any church masterminds or anything, I receive a lot of frequency level keys from this man. And he speaks of, say, heavenly realms at the, as the realms of light. And that's something that uh, I have also received in my language because it, it drinks such a strong fruit in, in my frequency body, the realms of light. And there's a lot of those different dimensions. Uh, over the years, I've had many experiences where I've been shown those different dimensions and there's a certain dimension where I know that there's, I can't go further than that yet. There are certain things that I need to understand and embody here before I'm ready to go. I would literally become destroyed if I even tried to go to the further spaces before I'm actually ready. Right. Um, like literally like leaving the physical body and, um, there are like say what people call angelic realms or uh, realms of the, or dimensions of angels or dimensions of the light beings. Those are all like those different uh, say higher heavens or the realms of light that are beyond just this finite physical reality that we exist uh, we experience here. And so even nature has higher form of itself. Uh, say in the realms of light, there are trees, there are fruits, there are water, there's a living water that doesn't leave us thirsty. It's like constantly fulfilling. Uh, it's a totally different, uh, say, frequency makeup of what the higher form of nature is in those higher dimensions. And that's where the pure potential of the human is to exist in that nature space as well, uh, including the cities of light though, that are called the cities of light, right? And this is the new earth and the new heaven being created right now. And it's taking form in our lives if we say yes to it, uh, which is incredibly uh, powerful 
lifetime that we are all experiencing here. Anybody who's listening to this, you're, you've chosen a very interesting lifetime to be here or you've appointed to be here. And we can really learn a lot from the principles of nature. Say principles of nature, for example, um, becoming, so this has been the latest, uh, what has been coming in my meditations, like becoming like a lake, healthy lake, where the healthy lake is a container that is holding prosperity and abundance and resources and wisdom and whatever it is. But there, it's not stagnant, so it doesn't start turning into a swamp. Um, but that there is this this water that comes into it, which is the living water, resourcing from the eternal. And there's also outlet. So wherever the water needs to be directed from that space, because if there wasn't for outlet, it would be uh, accumulating into creed and frequencies of power abuse and like holding and like just like hoarding all of that resource, right? I'm just receiving, but I'm not giving. Uh, so we can learn from nature's principles and nature's frequencies of like, they're, they're literally like light technologies and mechanics that are right here in front of our nose. And this is why so many say indigenous people who were, who had to understand those principles to be able to survive were very connected to God and even uh, certain like a basic level uh, knowledge of this physical reality was very different for these people and uh, because they understand it from more from like the frequency level uh, frequency level uh, templating so to say and it's not necessarily using these words or anything but it's this like deeper and it's like for example the old ancient languages of Aramaic or certain uh, say Semitic languages the vibratory languages they didn't even have a word for physical body they were referring, when you were referring to physical body, they would refer to your sound, which is frequency, right? So this is what we're talking about. This ancient ways have been very attuned to these dimensions beyond the physical, what we can see here, even in nature. Uh, but the thing with the, say, for example, becoming like a healthy lake uh, now, as a humans, we have this potential to go beyond where nature can go with it. So say nature, it's like this water comes in and there's this container, there's this ecosystem and the water goes out, it evaporates, it goes, seeps into the crown, whatever, whichever direction it goes. Now, if human is mimicking those same nature's principle, we can take it to a lot higher dimensions, meaning that it's not just about water. We're not just a water container that I, I drink this water and then my body holds it and then it goes out, right? We're talking about prosperity. We're talking about love. We're talking about faith. We are talking about building this new earth and new heavens. We are talking about every single soul level, mental dimension and ideas and beliefs that we have. We're talking about how to change the frequency of ourselves. So now we can take and borrow and mimic these nature's frequencies and take it to the eternal levels inside of us. This is the gift that humans have been given. And so many humans have just given that gift away, chosen with the free will, something else. Right? And, and this is not judgment because there's been so much distortion and darkness that have been accumulating so much that it's really difficult to even see what is true and what is not. And this time that we are living, so many people are starting to see beyond spaces and times 
get to the truth and then begin to live it. So that's why this is really radical time. There's a lot of suppression coming up, lots of trigger coming up, lots of like uh, structures falling down in left and right uh, because people are bypassing, almost like not bypassing, but going through all that stuff into the very core of what is this life actually about? What is my true potential? Who am I an eternal God in eternal truth, right? And from that space, uh, we are giving birth to this higher version of DNA, higher version of being a human here on earth. So it's a deep collaboration between nature and human. We're not too different. We're, we can literally, we need each other. Because they, and again, when humans start to walk on earth on that higher dimension and as a spirit embodiment, it's helping this nature around us also taking that eternal form. Mm. Oh, that was so juicy. So good. Um, the part where we are not so far away from nature, even just the idea that we used to separate it at one point. Now it's it's uh, interesting to me because we wouldn't be without nature. Those principles that you're talking about, love, faith, gratitude, they're building blocks of everything in the universe for it to exist and it's like we are going back to those principles and really looking at the pristineness of those building blocks and clearing out what it has been muddled with or whatever does not fit whatever does not resonate with truth anymore and we're very nicely putting them together and it's almost like we're taking this swim inside it and let it flow down on our bodies let it copy only the pristine version and living from that space exactly yeah there is living from that space that is a super simple key Super, it's just so simple. It's too simple for the mind to really grasp it. And that's why so many people throw that key away. It's like, this can't be the answer. And and it's like, well, how do I live? But oftentimes the how, the mind's how is looking for a very complicated answer. Like it can't be that simple. And it really is extremely, extremely, extremely simple. <laughs> and really coming to that space of say, that example of becoming like a lake, how do I live like a lake? And, and and this is understanding that you are a container and it's important that you are a container. You're just not some, like, you don't only dissolve into oneness, right? It's you have a free will, you have a, unif uh, a very specific, unique blueprint. And it's important for us to recognize that we do have a container, we are that lake, we are the container. Now, if there's holes in that container, the water would be leaking all over the place and the resources would be leaking all over the place. And this is leading into this space of uh, being drained, being living in lack, scarcity, uh, self-doubt, all this kind of stuff. And now when somebody has the revelation of where everything comes from, like this true receiving, I call it the true receiving, um, we begin to actually source from that eternal uh, dimension that doesn't have a bottom or ceiling and then also true giving is to be able to give from that source right so many people receive but they don't truly give so many people give but they don't truly receive right? so 
that becoming like a lake and how can I live like that is to start noticing this underlying frequency currents. Where do I actually receive my resources? So many people separate ourselves from that eternal God source that we begin to control. I need to be creating money. I need to be creating this and that. I am in charge of this and that. If I'm not, then this happens. Like it creates this whole story that is, again, putting us into a box of just a very limited resource. The same thing when we are giving, it's really easy to think that I'm giving from my personal resource. It's my money, for example, right? This is very human. Like I have that side of me, right? Everybody has, everybody who has, who, who is a human has that side of me, I, me, I, mine, right? But when we really start looking that like, well, what is really mine? Because all of it comes from God's source. None of it comes from just me, right? None of it, absolutely none of it. And this is understanding the true source, when you have the revelation of that on a frequency level in your system, I tell you, you will be overflowing in every direction because it's no longer about you. It's you receiving truly and truly giving. And this is a perfect design, perfect intelligence of the higher dimensions that are becoming here to be embodied in our lives. And we're literally given this opportunity. And it starts from the way that I'm thinking right now. It starts from the thoughts that are running in my head, the words that I'm speaking, the way that I'm present. When a challenge comes, say when you get sick, it's really easy. And I was just uh, sick for, for a few days myself and went through a really deep experience. And same with Melinda, we just spoke about this before this call. Like when the challenge comes, where do you turn to? Do you get further away from God's source and the truth? Do you look for like, do you feel like you've been abundant or there's no God or there's no like this higher, higher truth. And then you start looking for that from somewhere else, right? That's very human nature is to give up. Like, I'm, I'm just going to abandon this, this conviction in my heart. The first time there's a challenge, people drop off, right? Like I, I don't believe anymore, right? Or is the challenge helping you to strengthen even deeper into your conviction and faith, even deeper into your connection? Hey, I can't do this alone. Creator, omnipresent heart of God's source, support me. I need those extra resources because I am empty and I don't know where I'm going to go. This is humbleness. So many people have forgotten what it means to be humble. And it doesn't mean to give away your power. It's simply recognized that we are coming from a creator source and it's okay to ask for the support of the creator source and not trying to hold it together with our small little fingers. We make miracles here, but we always need to remember where the miracles come from in the first place. I'd like to add to that when we're asking for resources as to what is it that you're asking for? Because a lot of people would be like, well, I would like $10,000, please. And I would like this and I would like that and whatnot. And again, that's limiting into how you think it should look like for those resources to come in. So leaving that door open, the miracles will be performed. Just ask and observe what comes your way. And it may not be 
one specific thing, but one small thing leading to the next thing, to the next thing. And you're like, whoa, I could have never thought this up with my logical mind that is very powerful and very logical and has been here to protect me all these years. But these times that we're living now, it, it we are resourcing beyond the mind. And I think that's where people have the hardest time to, to open up to. What do you mean? How could this be something that's beyond the mind? I need to know the 3D stuff, the, the, the receiving and giving exchange. I receive money from my nine to five or whatever service, and then I pay that out to rent or mortgage. It's those are what we're also stepping away from and stepping into a different expressions of those exchanges yes exactly very yeah different and and even that with with money it's like so many people are putting money on the pedestal uh even if we would deny it it's like oh, i'm not really someone who's like really looking but then somewhere deep down it's always dictating our decision making like you know really looking like well how, how much does it cost okay i can do that or something like that right it's like we really need to be careful of what we are putting on the pedestal because for, say, eternal God source, money is nothing, meaning that $5 billion, $500 billion, it's nothing. It's just like, like this, right? This is the level of manifestation that is uh, available to people who truly actually bring their heart to wanting to serve that eternal purpose. And what I know this with my theoretic experience, and I've heard this from so many other people who's gone through the same experience is that we go into this manifestation culture where like, just follow your bliss. And I followed my bliss for so many years and it took me incredible places. Like I traveled the world and I was working in this five-star retreats, etc. And I realized when I had uh, achieved everything that I had been thinking that this is my dream life. And I was there and I was still lacking. Something was missing. I wasn't fulfilled. I was lonely. There was all this, like this missing pieces in my heart. And I had worked really hard and followed my dreams and, and done the trainings and followed through everything. And here I was given everything to this career and it wasn't actually fulfilling. So what I had thought that was fulfilling once I entered there, it was still lacking because it wasn't true fulfillment, right? All of this led into this deep space of emptiness where my mm, I went through some of the greatest challenges of my life, like so difficult and fearful that I would wake up trembling in fear physically and, and biting my own tongue. Like these were really difficult times and something in my system, thanks to frequency level awareness, I knew that I'm completely taken care of. And I so I continue to uh, confirm that I turn, like when my body is trembling and I don't know what to do, when everything is falling apart, where do I turn to? And I turn toward God and do I truth inside of me. And I continue to do that for like eight, nine months. And that's where frequency work opened up from that empty space. And it hit the crowd running right like from the beginning and it's been uh based on that eternal prosperity so it's been helping so many people and it's this eternal that is doing the promotion it's moving ahead of me right and doing this work 
I barely promote like just newsletter here and there and some social media posts, but I don't invest in the promotion almost, well, at all, <laughs> not a single dollar. And it is the eternal, the field that is moving forward because I said yes to God's plan over my life, meaning the eternal gifts that were already inside of me, that were finally awakened and brought into aliveness inside of me. And I was present to be with that, with that, what was put inside of me. And then from that space, it's been, it's this easeful effort. Like I still work and I, I put, I, I spend so much time with clients and put all of my time, uh, what I can to support and serve, but it's coming from this, uh, completely beautiful space of ease inside of me because I know where it's coming from. It's not coming from me, right? My personal self. I don't have to worry about it because it's it's not me who is doing it, right? So it's like, it's giving the burden of the worry also away while I'm just simply showing up for the service and the service itself is doing that work that needs to be done, right? Um, and, and so this is really interesting. This piece that I wanted to just collect from there is this, where you're heading and what are your goals, are those actually fulfilling for you? Like, do you really think that when you reach it, then you're fulfilled? Or do you need to reassess of what the true fulfillment means for you? And the space you're reassessing from. Yes, exactly. Because you know what you said, I'm sure there are people out there who say, well, I want that too. Me too. Just tell me what to do. Yes. And, uh, you know, like you said, you went through quite a period of time of not being in that space and having the physical symptoms, but there was that, that whisper, that knowing that, hey, it's, it's in there, just keep coming closer. So how does one know that that's the space that they're walking towards how long let me see okay so the mind would ask how long will it take which let's just put that out there how long does it take and how come I've been doing this and this and this and this and it's not happening what am I doing wrong the pieces that all shake that trust you know what is the the golden piece that constantly stands and can always satisfy the answer to just mm -hmm. keep coming this way. Yeah. Only thing that I did during those difficult times was to presence myself. That's all. Always in the presence. And I know this is the least, I mean, the last answer that people want to hear because it's so ridiculously simple. And I had been doing a lot of presencing practices for 10, more than 10 years by that time, right? Gone deep into the yogic path and all of that. And I still hadn't truly understood what the presence is until I was really pushed and, um, I had the tools on a frequency level go deep in and like really consider like uh, 
begin to understand what the zero point is like where the space and time meet in me it's like this acupressure point when uh, I was conceived, I entered into this linear time. So I would just deeply concentrate on that zero point inside of me. And every time I centered myself beyond whatever my body was doing, whatever my mind was doing, but I continued to command my mind, my soul with my spirit, right here, I'm good. I have clothes on me. I have somehow roof over my head. There's food in the fridge. I have loving people around me. Um, whatever it is that you have in your life, just noticing that right now I am alive. Right now I'm taken care of. And I continue to come into that space again and again. Every time I dwelled in that space, there's this higher frequency that I could feel in my body. This ease and freedom, even if like I didn't have any money and I couldn't, like there's all these things that were like restrictions around me, but I continue to demand that I'm not living in that reality I am completely abundant in God inside of me, completely taken care of. And times like I was even laughing hysterically because it was so ridiculous. Like this cosmic choke is like my physical reality is falling apart inside of me. I'm more and more free and happy and joyful. I don't have any reason for it based on like somebody looking at my life, except my connection to God. And that is the greatest source of happiness and fulfillment. And from there, once I confirmed that this is where I stand, no matter what happens, then it started to manifest in the physical reality. Okay. This was a period of testing. So many people are going through a period of testing right now. When the challenge is come, where do you turn? You have an ability to turn to the supernatural inside of you, which is actually the most natural thing. And nature can really help in it, like spending a lot of time in nature because it helps you to dwell in that eternal presence and continue to choose that regardless of what's happening in the life. And then as you, uh, you've chosen your identity in truth, right? You continue to choose it so that no deception can pull you out. Like, I don't care what kind of lies come to me. I don't care how much they push me, but I'm not going to get out of my, my connection, uh, out of my center. And then from that space, the center becomes so strong that it becomes your true nature, right? Or it reveals your true nature. And then you don't have to even have an effort. You don't have to even meditate or think about it. It's constantly there, that awareness of that, your true source and your true nature. And that's where it starts to start uh, taking shape in your physical reality, in your bank account, in your relationships, in absolutely every single aspect of your life. That's where all the manifestation comes from. Uh, And there is no easy way around it because it wouldn't actually do its work in us if it was just like this, right? We have to be willing to die on as a limited identity, separate identity, so that we can be born again in the truth, right? And is that ever going to be just super easy and blissful? Probably not, right? This being said, it doesn't also have to be suffering, It doesn't have to be suffering. All suffering is an internal perception. So even though I went through very difficult things, I chose not to suffer whenever I could remember that, right? And there are others who are going through very difficult, very, very difficult situations. So this is not a judgment for those who find themselves suffering, right? But remembering that every single moment, there is another way. There is actually another way. Suffering is a dead end. 
there is that living open door to the living light and truth in every single moment if you choose it. This is, again, God-given technology put into every single human. The truth is always available there just like this. It just takes one breath to take you in it. So I have seen people transform coming home that way overnight, okay? Very small percentage of people that I've been working with. It needs one session and that's it. It's like, bye, go and run with it, right? Others come back for months and moving through these things. So it, it depends on our own relationship to space and time, where our soul is, what's our relationship to the spirit, what's our intimacy with eternal and all of these different things. So none of it is better or worse than the other, right? It's not about how quickly, it's about how deeply can we become intimate and become that living testimony for the truth. And there is that perfect timing that every single human is living, right? And we don't want to mess that up because if we get somewhere before it's our time, oh, it, you're going to get destroyed again. We want to really rely on that, well, what we call divine timing, eternal timing of things, of meeting the perfect partner or uh, finding your dream job or finally whatever it's what, what you're, you know, reaching toward in your life. Um, I feel like there was just so many different pieces there, but I'm just going to leave it right here. <laughs> yes, many pieces. Let me pull some of them in. It's the relationship that you cultivate with the different parts of yourselves. Right? The more that you start to know your soul pieces, and and then also your center or the center of your spirit you know the you know i don't know if everybody feels as much as let's say i do or people who feel more but ultimately we have this body that that is able to detect at least the five senses that we know of but then it's more it's just senses we, we haven't named yet but when in the sensory awareness, you perceive those different relationships of yourself to yourself, from yourself. That's when you can really zero down to, okay, where is that center? And how deep can I go in that center? And when a different aspect comes up, flares up, let's see, or you've uh, a trigger pulled, a trigger reminded you have a soul piece that's in a different uh, time and space resonance. And to pull that into, okay, right here, pulling all of me together right here, not bypassing anything, but really cohering all parts of me. And then again, let's go deep or expand. Whichever word you want to use, it, it will be the same thing. What's within is without. And walking that path towards that relationship with that one source. So like that's the resting place. And the more that you know that space and the more that your relationship becomes this one with the space or this inseparable uh, intimacy, then you are wielding your dream straight from source on this three-dimensional plane. 
Exactly, exactly. Which is you you just described the embodiment of the spirit. That's why I use embodiment words so much. And it's like you can see it in the healing world. People are using that word more and more like somatic and embodiment and all these different pieces connected to our own physical body because the say the outdated healing techniques that we're also serving their purpose in the time, right? So it's like no, again, no judgment around it. It just at this time, it's already outdated. Okay, so this was what I learned first when I started really going into like this uh, spaces beyond my body is this leaving the body, leaving the body in the dream spaces or leaving the body to astral travel or leading, leaving the body in meditation. Um, and this current day deepest key into embodying our own spirit is really being in this body and helping this body to take that higher frequency form, uh, which is really helping. Well, it's like the resurrection, uh, a form of a resurrection uh, that is happening. It's actually part of this evolution of this human, um, like uh, transfiguring the physical form, which is just frequency, right? Just different density of frequency into a higher potential, into higher benefit so that we can really embody the heaven on earth, right? Uh, and so that's what so many practices are now going deeper into is like, how can we actually ascend while taking our body with us? So there's this descension happening simultaneously. And how can we expand while also go deeper inside? It's like incension and expansion uh, all at the same time. And this is literally like uh, this technology is already inbuilt in the human body. Like say, all the internal organs, all the cells in the human body renews themselves every a few years. Some people even say it every six months. Um, so, uh, and I've been given, I don't know if this is actually true scientifically, uh, but but somebody who's really deep going into the metaphysics, et cetera, said that the, uh, the cells of the eyes are renewing themselves every two days, right? So these are the interesting questions like, well, if there's like, say, a weak eye vision or eyesight, I wear contacts myself too. Uh, this has been questions that I'm asking myself too. Like, why do my eyes, when they regenerate so quickly, keep creating that weak eyesight? In my case, I came into this, um, I went through this whole like healing and I actually healed my eye vision some many, many years back for a good six months. But then I left from the jungle where I lived and went back to the, the city where there's so many details and, and the, the vision became a little blurry again. And I realized that uh, it actually helped me to see and read energy and frequency when the physical world became blurry. So I started treating my eyes as not something there's something wrong with it but rather that it's a great gift for me like when the physical details become a little blurry I'm actually seeing this all these deeper dimensions and I stopped trying to heal my eyes and from that moment I've been totally fine and and maybe they will heal one day when whoops sorry <laughs> whatever needs to happen there the the next upgrade but uh these are interesting questions of like how can we take our body with us on this healing, healing journey uh, of this ascension journey and what things in our body we don't have to change, right? 
uh, I guess there's all these body ideas, uh, ideals to like, I want my body to look like this or like when this is good, so then I'm healthy. But really, it always comes back to, am I following the instructions from God and eternal source? Um, what shape your body needs to take for you to fulfill the eternal purpose is the question. Not how many pounds can you lose, right? But what shape of body you need to take in order to fulfill the eternal purpose and the spirit mission that you're here to do the best possible way. And it may be different than we think. Again, this is this multidimensional aspect of a human nature, which is there's always deeper layers to absolutely everything that is happening in our body. And will we ever know all of our dimensions, all of our, all these little secrets, secrets meaning, it, you know, it's in us, it operates and we don't even know it yet. That what a wonderful, intelligent creation we are. And we've just started to awaken and we're like, whoa. We could do this and that and just imagine where this will be let's say in 50 years you know when we'll have this different handbook as to what is the human being right what is the potential of the human being oh that is such a wonderful thought and it's gonna look so different this is a very interesting lifetime to be a uh, time to be alive right now. We are seeing so much huge change in the evolution of humanity uh, during these years and 50 years from now, we are like how quickly the renewal is happening and the awakening is happening and coming, returning to this eternal life in, inside of us. It's happening so fast right now. And, and it's really, really exciting to be alive right now and see where this is all going and what we can create from that space. And it's also, because it's fast, it's also going to be more or less in, intense, which so many people have been experiencing this in, intensity for uh, many years now already. Uh, so there's this momentum that is happening and this intensity doesn't, again, it doesn't have to be suffering, but it can, it can be that motivation to find our center even deeper. Right. So using every single challenge in our lives, the intensity in, in our lives, all the death or crumbling down or whatever it is, expansion, you name it, using every single experience as an opportunity to find that center even deeper and continue to anchor into it. Right. Because uh, also this physical world is quite literally shifting, like the physical laws are shifting. We cannot fully understand it with mind. But the way that we understand the physical laws now are not going to be the same in, say, 50 or 100 years. Because there's higher frequency laws and higher frequency technologies like mechanics coming in. They are already on Earth. There are already people who, who's been receiving this before. It's becoming more and more, more common knowledge. And um, we're going to start speaking totally different languages as well. It's a, it's a really powerful time. And, and I can't wait to see where this is all going to. <laughs> yeah, feel... you go ahead. Quickly, is if we, let's say, every human being on earth took one day of silence and it 
we would be revealed how many different ways we can communicate and the precision in the communication that we could communicate through that truth. Well, that's just why it came in for a second, you know? <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yes, that's silence. What a great thought. If everyone were in silence for one day at the same time. Yeah. And also how Mother Earth will look in 50 years, because a lot of these shifts that are happening to you, know, what she has in store for us to hold us in her beauty. Oh. Mm -hmm. Will I be alive in 50 years? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Again, also nature is taking the higher frequency form. So I'm really excited to also witness that here on earth as, as we are understanding what it means to walk in the spirit with nature in nature as well. Um, thank you so much, everyone, for being on the call today or listening to this whenever you listen. And it's always wonderful to uh, have these conversations with you, Melinda. They are really juicy. And if you have any specific topics that you would like to hear in the future, feel free to uh, comment here in the, below this video or send uh, send me an email. Both of our websites are in the description there. Um, we're always really uh, happy to receive any topics that you desire to go deeper into. So until we see you next time, thank you, Melinda. Thank you, everyone who listened. Thank you, Sammy.